Okay, this is the third time we've tried this. Welcome to the Gator Fantasy Podcast. We, we've had an incredible amount of technical difficulties, and hopefully it's working now. But it's October 16th, 2019. We're done with six weeks of the season so far. We're going into the seventh week. Uh, a lot of things to catch up on since we've been uh, away. Um, we've got a questionable trade that happened this morning. Uh, we've got questions of if Nate is a cheater. Can Colin win a game? Uh, some of the biggest surprises so far this season. Way too early playoff predictions. And we're, we're going to answer your questions. But first, a lot of we content. Have a lot of content. Thanks, for, thanks top... for introducing me, too. Appreciate that. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, and me, too. No, it's I'm just, sorry. It's man. the Joel it's the show. Time. It's the Joel show, man. The... You don't have to tell him it was the third time. All right, let's just call him, man. You know, I'm over this. All right. So we have a topic specialist, Brian Smith. He's going to talk to us about how to handle these chipmunks and lizards. He's been waiting for us for 20 minutes. This is on us. Let's get him on the phone. All right, on the phone, we have Brian Smith. Uh, he needs no introductions. Um, he's our wildlife specialist. He wants to talk to us about the chipmunks and the geckos and maybe other wildlife. No, we want to talk Brian. to him. Yeah, there you go. He's probably going to vet hey, request us later for his services. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll, he'll send us a bill. Um, anyway, Brian, tell us about uh, some of your what you do and your expertise and where we can find you on the internet. Hey guys, <clears throat> thanks for having me on. Uh, this is a big, big time show. I've never done a show this big. <laughs> hey, hey, easy. We have twelve. We have it's not 12 every day listeners. we call you up. You know. Okay. You know, I had a, I had a dream of doing a podcast one time, and it's still a dream. So I admire you guys. Hey, we're making dreams come true here. Yeah. So uh, I'm a PhD student at Utah State University, uh, and I study ecology. Go Aggies. Okay. Uh, my background's mostly wildlife ecology, right? Some people work on plants and microbes and all kinds of stuff, and I typically work on wildlife. <clears throat> I've worked on all kinds of stuff, mammals, uh, mostly mammals and reptiles. So right now I work on elk, but I hear that you guys have a chipmunk problem. Yeah, let's give you the uh, – well, we'll give you the background. Also, you can find Brian's work at ecosmith dot com i'm pretty sure that's it right dot org Eco oh smith. i'm sorry dot org ecosmith dot org sorry um, when you're when you're a smith there's only so many choices available it's true <laughs> only so many creative. domains you can get um yeah so essentially one of our uh, one of our friends he lives in uh alabama um is it huntsville pete yes huntsville alabama um, yep yeah he's got a he's got a chipmunk problem um they're burrowing in his yard um he thought about filling up the holes at first but he knows that's just a band-aid right no, no he did fill the holes he said okay. gravel and dirt he filled it and then um i read on the internet they're just gonna burrow right back up so um that's why we called you for your help because he wants to drown them out and like pour like water buckets of water in the holes i feel like that's not gonna work either but... yeah and then uh, our other friend uh, our other friend said he needs to kill a couple and then hang them outside so the other chipmunks can see them. And I don't know. That just seems a little brutal. That's tribal. That's that's almost like Ned Stark's head on a spike. Nice. Um, but we wanted to get your insight. What's the best way to handle it? Humane versus okay. non-humane, I guess. I don't know what your uh, stance is. Well, uh, yeah. I got to say, I'm not a chipmunk specialist. Okay. That's fine. But, but I can tell okay. you some things that are generally true. Okay. All right. I'm One ready. thing that's generally true is that if you give any critter enough food, they're going to reproduce. Okay, Ooh. wow. Okay. And populations tend to grow exponentially, right? Yeah. So, so really what happens, and this happens with a lot of wildlife conflict, right? Wildlife conflict has similar things, whether it's like wolves eating your cattle or chipmunks burrowing in your yard. You know, you like there. There's this conflict going on, and so you can you can kill rodents, for example, right? But they're just gonna make more rodents, and you're gonna mm. just have to keep going. And okay. the more you kill, the more resources are left over for the other ones to make oh, more wow. babies. Okay. <clears throat> oh wow. Dang. Okay. So what? So you're saying maybe cut off the food supply? Hit yeah, where it hurts. So, they're coming Ooh. to his yard for a reason. It's got oh. some resource they like. 
maybe he's got oak trees and they're dropping acorns. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, I don't I don't know the layout of his yard. I, I need to I wish we had a pick I can just show you, but Yeah, we should have all the info. That's on us. What yeah, what do you know. what do uh what do chipmunks, I guess Yeah, what do they what, eat? What's kind of the what's kind of the family in the, in the genus, if you so will? So chipmunks are uh they're squirrels. They're in the squirrel family. Okay. They're in their own genus. Ooh. A class of their own. is the genus, so they have all chipmunks are in that genus, depending mm. on who you ask, but that's the, the gist of it. <laughs> there's, uh, there's like 25 species of chipmunks in North America, but most of the diversity is in the western U.S., where like different mountain ranges have different species of chipmunk. Mm. So out east, they're all eastern chipmunks, and that's, you know, that's Chippendale. And uh, rescue Alabama. rangers, you know, <laughs> and uh, that's what would be in Alabama. Okay, so they eat, so they eat like acorns and nuts and stuff like that. Yep, that's 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 my that's what I think that they mostly eat. And uh, the thing with things like oak trees and acorns is that you get like boom or bust years with most oak trees. Okay. So some years, you know, if it rains enough or or you know, but it doesn't rain too much. They produce a lot of acorns. Mm. If you know anybody that like does deer hunting or something like that, they'll know. They're like, oh, it's a good acorn here. My deer is going to be big and fat and healthy, you know? Damn. So, okay. but anything that relies on acorns has to also have a way to deal with like a bust year. So you have boom years, you have bust years, and probably they'll eat. I don't know. I imagine I could imagine chipmunk eating insects also and stuff like that. I don't know mm. if that's true. Okay. <clears throat> So should he? Should he? Well, he can't cut down the oak tree. Yeah, did we throw um, some poison acorns out? Is that a real? Like, do you sprinkle them in the yard and just like? Ooh. Is that a thing? Yeah, I would. I would not do that. It's you could. Just, you uh, could kill Beasley. It's just an idea. They have a dog too. So yeah, yeah. Want to do that because poison winds up doing all kind of like all kinds of things wind up with the poison that you didn't plan on. Yeah, that was Joel. Joel talked about that before. That was his idea. <laughs> and then I just repeated it. So sorry. Oh, nice. <laughs> Right. Yeah, that's almost exactly like a hole for him, but then you you got him. Yeah. What about what about the uh, water in the holes? Is that I feel like that's just dumb. Is that is that dumb? I, I think you'd have to flood your yard for it to work. <laughs> like you just get a hose and just run it down the hole, and then like 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 well, they would just like, burrow to drier. I feel like they have like a metropolis yeah. down there, and it's gonna take like a lot of water. Like soil drains, right? Like when it rains, it doesn't sit on top; it soaks in, you know. So if you put the hose down and you run a bunch of water. I think what would happen a landslide. is that it would dry out unless you watered it so much that you like literally flooded your yard, in wow. which case your yard would be messed up anyway. Yeah, but the chipmunks would be gone. So, But the chipmunks you know, would be gone. It would be like – It's a trade-off. That, it's a little bit like a, uh, a wily Coyote situation, I think, there. Like <laughs> get the dynamite out and you get rid of that chipmunk. <laughs> Okay. We need like a Venn diagram for what to do. Yeah. Um, Okay. So it sounds like it doesn't have many options. Yeah. I mean, they're just here to stay. I don't. I'm not. I can't speak to the wildlife laws in the state of Alabama. It may very well. I suspect it's probably perfectly legal to kill those chipmunks. Uh, But I don't think it'll get them much of anywhere because rodents make a lot of babies. Yeah. Where where could he look up that law? Would he go to uh, the <laughs> Alabama Alabama Wildlife uh, yeah website? Kind of like Alabama has probably a state agency. Okay, that's probably called something like Alabama Fish and Wildlife or Alabama Fish and Game or something like that. I don't know the name of their state agency. Because <laughs> the last thing we'd want to do is have Nathan catch a charge. Uh, he's he's an upstanding citizen. Yeah, he's an he's a he's an electrical engineer. We we don't need him going to jail for killing chipmunks. Well, maybe you should build a little electrical fence around his yard. Oh, okay. Now we're talking. Maybe just around the burrow. So yeah. The time they, Hold on, they I, guys. I'm on I eight, I'm on eight hundred critter dot com looking up Alabama um, chipmunk statues. Yeah. And uh, legal status: chipmunks are not protected by federal law, but state and local regulations may apply. Most states oh. allow landowners or tents to take chip take chipmunks when they are causing or about to cause damage. So yeah, uh, take is the take is the uh, technical term for killing things. Yeah, a little subjective there for sure. It's Alabama as well, so you know they're for it. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's okay. 
They probably have recipes too that are pretty good. Ooh, chipmunk fur. Okay. So it sounds products. like so it sounds like Nathan needs to put on his electrical engineer pants, maybe maybe fry the suckers or cut off the food supply in some way. Yeah, in general, the food supply is the way to go because otherwise, whatever you do, they're just going to keep making babies, and you're okay. going to be fighting an uphill battle. Okay, okay, okay. That's good to know. All right, um, on to the next uh, critter. Yeah, I sent you the pictures. So the 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 two pictures I sent you were of. Yeah, creatures in our friend Dylan's house, and it sounds like you already ID'd one potentially. And then the other one, I don't know if you could see it. It was in between the grate, if you will, or like the little area on the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts on those? Maybe some fun facts, uh, and maybe how he can deal with them. Uh, I assume that those were two pictures of the same critter. Uh, he said that there were two: one maybe a baby, and one a one a okay. Parent. They look the same. Where is he? Where is this from? This is uh, actually right around the corner from uh, in Seminole. Like Perfect. right around the corner from yeah. like, this place. <clears throat> so I'm pretty sure that that's a Mediterranean house gecko. Oh, sick. Is that good or bad? Uh, depends who you ask. Okay. Uh-huh. okay. Um, different, different circles think different things about it. Do they hunt rodents? I nope. guess tell us tell us more about them. Okay. Yep. They, they probably they mostly just eat the bugs that fly around your lights at night. Okay. Hey. So if you don't want bugs flying around your lights, you might think they're good. If you don't like non-native wildlife, you might think they're bad. They're Mediterranean house geckos, so they're not from here. Mm. But they're in the genus Hemidactylus. Whoa. In the gecko family. So what's the closest, like, relative? There's lots of other geckos in that genus, Hemidactylus. Okay. From all over the old world, all over uh, Europe, Africa, and Asia. Whoa. So and beings. there are, <clears throat> I think, 10 to 12 species that have been introduced mostly accidentally mm. in North America. So is it one of those situations where they were like sold in pet stores or like, or I don't know, like how do they get introduced to new habitats like that? Yeah. So with reptiles in general today, the overwhelming majority of reptiles come from the pet trade. The overwhelming majority of reptiles. Okay. What's the pet trade? <laughs> Oh, the uh, pet trade. Oh, pet sorry. trade. I thought that was one word. That's, yeah. that's us being stupid. They get, okay. they get imported no, not us, you. to be pets. So they get okay. imported on purpose to be pets. And that's um, 80% of the introduced reptiles in North America are from the pet trade. This okay. is not one of them. Okay. Uh, the first hemidactylus gecko that is documented from the U.S. was from Key West. Whoa. In the early, it was either the late 1800s or the early 1900s. And they're just, you know, as you see from the pictures, they cling on the walls, they they fit in little nooks and crannies, and they mostly hitchhiked in cargo. Wow, so they just caught a ride. So they just caught a ride, and Key West is a major port especially it was early before most of the rest of Florida was developed. Key West is a natural deep water port. So big ships could get in there without dredging a Harbor. True. Dang. So there's a lot of imports and, and one of those shipments of something had a hitchhiker or maybe several hitchhikers. And, and that's how there is at least one introduction of a hemidactylus gecko that way. Dang. So, so that's probably happened I, over and over. I think the issue is the they make like this crazy mating sound or something, and that is what is waking them up in the middle of the night out of a dead sleep. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah I wish we could play the video. It sounds like literally something out of Jurassic Park, like a I mean, uh, yeah. like a raptor or something. Let me yeah. Try to find geckos, it. geckos do make little calls. I've never heard a hemidactylus one make a really loud one, like wake somebody up. He says it's uh, waking him up out of his sleep, and his wife is uh, not happy about it. Oh, okay. So, Sorry guys. Jill's like playing some Pornhub. I'm, I'm no, no. I'm trying to get the video, and I got an ad. Hold on one second. This guy doesn't use ad block. Let's 
It's a real story. That's on me. That's on me. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so I guess you mentioned they eat bugs and whatnot. Um, is there a safe way to kind of get them off the premises? Um, they're not dangerous. Okay. But, okay, so here's the noise they make. Hold on one second. Are you ready? <laughs> Oh, that's not what that is. Oh, okay. What is that? That is a toke gecko. Oh. What does that mean? Is that... The scientific name of the toke gecko... Godzilla. Godzilla. ...is gecko gecko. Oh, nice. Their toke geckos get giant. Yeah, I think that's that's what's at his house, I believe. Yeah. That picture, that... That's like a baby. That's a baby one, right? Okay, now, so... He has two different species of gecko in his house. Wow. You heard it here. Yeah. So, so they're so called toke? toke geckos because of that call. They go, toke, toke. Okay. Right? Yeah. So they're called toke geckos. They're from like Southeast Asia somewhere. They are imported for the pet trade. People like to keep them as pets. They yep. also have a reputation for being able to bite really hard. Oh, Oh, no, Dylan. I've never been bitten by one, but I've heard that it really hurts if you get bit by one. Oh, shit. Do but they not eat dangerous. bugs, too? Like, you'll you'll have a mark on your finger. Like, okay. uh, you could catch it, and probably the most, the easiest, most humane way to euthanize it would be to put it in a plastic bag, put it in the refrigerator, uh, cool it off, and then put it in the freezer and it'll die. Night night. Okay. <laughs> I mean, cold, cold blooded animals. I really, I really want to pick. Now, I, I need a picture of that in the fucking Dylan's freezer. <laughs> having said that, a lot of people have an aversion to having reptiles in their freezer. Yeah, that makes sense. Which I can understand. <laughs> so you can find any number of creative ways to kill it. In okay. general. The most humane ways are to destroy the brain right away. Oh, wow. Just so, for example, if you're accurate with a shovel, that wouldn't... I mean, they're a big gecko. Okay. But but they're not that big. Okay. Like, you know, they're probably with their tail up to 9, 10 inches a foot long. But, like, I don't know. To me, that's not shovel-sized. Okay, yeah, that's pretty small. Maybe a hammer? I don't, like... A nail gun. Okay. Nail gun? A nail gun, yeah. And if you Ooh, can break the brain, it, the animal won't feel pain, which would be the most humane way to do it. Okay. And in general, these cold-blooded animals, they have really low metabolisms, right? Which means they need a small amount of oxygen, and, mm. and they can survive with low blood pressure. Which means mm. like, if you take a machete and cut them in half, their brain is still working. Whoa. And they're like, oh, Shit. Somebody Wait. cut me in half. There goes half my yeah, hurt. Right. So um Sheesh. So in general, the way that most people generally tend to kill things like snakes and other reptiles is pretty inhumane. Like even chopping off the head. That's good to know. They can be conscious with low blood pressure and low oxygen. Wow. So really if you can, if you want to be humane, which I would recommend. Right. The fridge and freezer is a really easy option. You can't really mess it up. But if I don't you know don't how Gabby would it, feel about it. You don't that. want to get it in a bag. You don't want that in your fridge. Yeah. Okay. Try and destroy the head in one shot. Well, I guess if if <laughs> if they if he wasn't to remove the the lizard or I'm sorry the gecko. So what are the benefits of the toke gecko? Is it similar to the Mediterranean house gecko, where it's just bug eaters? I've heard they I've heard they eat a lot of cockroaches. Oh, hey, that's a good thing. I don't want cockroaches in my house. Hey, I think I think uh, I think Dylan should just put up with it. But that toke gecko is not going to shut up. (laughs) (laughs) It's not going to go. I got you. And his wife's not happy with that noise at night. Yeah, he's going to have to do something about it. Okay. Well, we have some techniques. That's good to know. Okay, we got to. A couple other things, and I know you got to run. So, uh, 
what tell us about the project you're working on um, right now uh, at Utah State because you mentioned elk. So tell us a little bit more about that. And then I also want you to tell us about uh, your fantasy football season so far. Oh, okay. <laughs> whichever, so, whichever is less painful, you can go first. Okay, I'll talk about my PhD because it's less painful than my fantasy football season. Uh, <clears throat> so for my PhD, I'm studying movements of elk in Yellowstone. So we have – so wolves were reintroduced to, into Yellowstone in – the mid 1990s, right? A lot of people are familiar with that. Wolves are kind of iconic, right? Yeah. There's been documentaries. People have seen that sort of thing on Nat Geo and whatever. <clears throat> so most people are aware of that. And uh, wolves really like to eat elk. And turns out actually everything really likes to eat elk, including people. They're like renowned as the most delicious game meat. I've heard Joe Rogan's a big elk yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. So people care a lot about elk. Um, people also care a lot about wolves and lots of things like to eat elk, uh, including cougars, bears, things like that. <clears throat> so when they reintroduced elk, they started also monitoring the elk population. Uh, so what I work on is, in general, animal movement, right? So a lot of what I do is putting GPS tags on things and following them around. And so that's what we have. We have data on GPS tagged elk from Yellowstone okay. from the northern part of Yellowstone National Park. And we have almost 20 years of that data. Uh, and when we look really at a really fine scale at how elk move, like, okay, why does an animal move? It goes somewhere to try and find food. It might go somewhere to try to find mates. They might have a certain place they go to to have babies, etc. But they're also moving in a way uh, to avoid predators. And so all of these things can be thought of as trade-offs. Okay. Okay. A play, a really good place to find like really nice lush grass in the growing season might also have a lot of predators. Mm, right. So so if you're in, if you're really skinny and you're starving, it might make a lot of sense to go to a really good place to eat, but you might also get eaten by something if you do that. So there's a trade-off. So we're trying to understand those trade-offs and in general Lots of people have been putting lots of GPS tags on lots of animals all over the world in the last couple of decades. And as that technology gets better and better, we see more and more of that. Mm. But we're not, we still don't understand the link between what we're learning from putting GPS tags on animals and what we know about the populations of those animals. Right. And mm. so when a state agency is managing something, if you're managing an endangered species, you're trying to protect its population size. You care about how many there are. Right. Yeah. Which depends on how many are born and how many die yeah, every year, right? So trying to link together all of this information that we have about movement and why animals choose to move the way they do with what happens to the population, that's what I work on. Uh, so okay. understanding where they move, why they're moving that way, and then what are the repercussions of them moving that way? Exactly. Essentially. Okay. Okay. Wow. That's cool. That's deep. Well, uh, I'm sure we'll we'll get more updates on on that as you continue with your uh, your new venture in Utah. Um, but so tell us about your fantasy team real quick. What's your record? Some of your better players. Some of your busts. Because um, this is in fact a, a fantasy podcast. Man, I am glad that I am not a fantasy football player for my career. Right? <laughs> I'm one in five. Ooh. I felt really good about my draft. I still feel good about my team. In <laughs> fact, I go into every week being like, this This is definitely the week. I'm definitely going to win this week. And then something happens. Like, okay. Or, 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 or I just go up against somebody who's had, like, their best week of the season. Like, I just is eat, it injuries like, or is it? A little, what do we got? Like, who's on, a little who's bit on the squad? So I got, I got Le'Veon Bell. Okay. Who's been, you know, solid. Turning some numbers. Not bad. I mean, not like the Le'Veon Bell of old. Was that your first right. round pick? <clears throat> yeah. Okay. He was. okay. 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 I got Todd Gurley. Gurley's okay. been pretty solid. Produced some touchdowns, right? Yeah. Yeah. Except for last week, he was out. 
Right. That's okay. Yeah. Okay. Juju Smith-Schuster. Oh, that hurts. That didn't go as well as I thought. I think he might have been my third-round pick. That would have been – on paper, that's a great team. Took him pretty high. Didn't didn't really work out. Um, I, I, put a, I put some I, – I feel like I got a steal on Will Fuller. Okay. Who didn't show up for the first several weeks of the year. Yeah, he's been balling a little bit. And then I had him on my bench when he scored 50 points. Yeah, Dylan did too, the guy with the geckos. Brutal. Uh, <laughs> LaShawn McCoy. I got LaShawn McCoy. Okay. Who's had some good good weeks, scored some points. I'm in a PPR league. There you go. Passes. Pretty happy with his performance most of the time. Okay. But it's just no. Greg Olson's my tight end. All right. You, he, uh, is, so is this touchdowns. a 10-team league? Or? What's that? Is it a 10-team league or a 12-team league? 10. Okay. okay. Well, hey, you still got a chance to make the playoffs. Yeah, you know, we'll see what happens. We could turn it around. Uh, things aren't terrible. It's early. It's early. I just I keep feeling like I keep feeling like my team's not bad on paper. It's just it's just my players aren't aren't having the bit. I'm not getting big games, really big games, and I've just been playing people who will just have. Somebody, luck. I don't even remember who it is. I just wind up playing against somebody who goes off for fifty. Yeah, like their their flex player goes off for fifty, and I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" Yeah, yeah. All right. So, do you think you make the playoffs this year? Do we turn it around? I hope so. I hope <laughs> I turn it around. I can't. Like, you can't be this unlucky for for twelve, fourteen weeks in a row, can you? I don't know. We're about to ask. Uh, we're about to talk about that on our pod. We have a we have a uh, another manager who has not won a game this year, uh, who's been pretty unlucky. So um, it's possible, but your situation sounds a little different. Yeah, it's not. A, it's not a great team. It's not a great team, but hey, it's okay. serviceable. I think I could get back to five hundred, which there might get go. me. Which should get me in the playoffs. Hey, we've seen crazier things happen, but. Uh, all right, Brian. Well, we appreciate you coming on. This is uh, very informative for our, for our league and yeah. uh, understanding how uh, Nate and Dylan can solve their problems. And uh, we'll make sure everyone goes to ecosmith.org to check out your stuff. Yeah, .org, not .com, Joel. Right. Nice. I'm going to need to get that updated, uh, but, but check, out my, check out my old stuff. There's nothing about my PhD project on there, but check out my old stuff and, and let me know what you think. And let me know how it goes for those guys. I want to hear what happens with their, with their wildlife, with their human-wildlife conflict. We'll definitely keep you in the loop. And if anyone has an elk issue, now we know who to call. You let me know. <laughs> we'll I might just plant, sure. plant an elk in Nate's yard and just see what happens. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Invasive species. All right, man. All right. All right, guys. Thanks, Brian. All right, thank All you. Right. Have a good night. Appreciate it, man. Yep. Bye. Bye. All right, Brian Smith. Brian Smith. Shannon's brother, by the way. In case you're wondering. Shannon's, Shannon's brother, the PhD uh, goer at Utah State Aggie. Um, that's you know that's informative stuff right there. Yeah, I learned um, a lot. I'm not gonna lie to you. I feel like I was part <laughs> of I was in a lecture. And I just got yeah. some knowledge dropped on me. Um, I'm not going to lie. It's it's a shame that we're going to send this podcast down the hole with the rest of this content, especially some of these questions. Yeah, these questions but, are, uh... are questionable. Um, but let's just, speaking of questionable, let's talk about the questionable trade of the year that happened around midnight last night. Um, so we got T.Y. Hilton, um, which was on Brett's team, for Dak, some tight end called Everett, and D.D. Westbrook. Um on Nate's team. Yeah. Um, the way I see it, and I've talked to Nate about this, um, DD let him down last week, so he's like, I'm not going to play DD again. Um, Everett's basically a waiver wire guy. He's not ever going to play right. him. And then right. Dak, he's he's kind of selling high on Dak. Uh, he thinks he's going to roll with Matty Ice the rest of the year. As he should, yeah. So, really, we're trading Dak for TY, and then maybe you can throw DD in the flex every once in a while. Um, right. But, I mean, it's not a terrible trade by any means but yeah um, i don't know i yeah i mean i've seen worse like ty is in the later stage of his career and he's, I, I mean, talk, he's I mean, injury, injury prone as well though definitely he's a injury guy that gets prone. Hurt. yeah he's boomer bust and i mean jacoby brissett has been playing really well 
but it seems like this Colts team likes to run the ball a lot um, with that offensive line that they have. So, like, I don't know. I'm not that, like, shocked by it or um, think it should be vetoed. I mean, in terms of name value, it seems questionable. But, I mean, <clears throat> if Brett really feels like he needs a quarterback, even though he has Rodgers, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it, it more so like I don't I don't disagree with the value. I just don't understand how it makes sense for either team, like really, except for Brett filling in a tight end position. A need, like I don't know. Yeah, it it was just weird. It's kind a of very a, it's, odd trade. It's very odd. Um, I think Nate was talking to me, and I guess he was like trying to get some other players, and then he just like randomly texted Brett that, and he's like, "Okay, send it," and then. It just happened. It wasn't like a long discussion. I think he was just like throwing some shit out there, and Brett's like, "Okay, I want that," and then he just accepted it. So I don't, I don't really know the full story there, but it didn't sound like there was much thought put into it. It was just like, you know, this is we're gonna yeah. do this. It's like okay, but oh man, uh, yeah, I don't I mean, know about that one, but I mean, it's not like it's totally lopsided where Brett's like, I mean, yeah. Brett is getting this fucking waiver wire tight end. Like I don't, he has some infatuation with like random tight ends. Right, true. That's, we, we've seen it before. I mean... <laughs> Brent Sellers. <clears throat> but, like, I don't... It's just... I don't know. It's just a classic Brett trade that just doesn't make any sense on paper. So here's the question now. Uh, is Nate... Is Nate's reputation tarnished? He's fleeced... <laughs> he's fleeced Brett in a trade. He's he's had this sketchy transaction history. You know, dropping players and adding players. In, like outside the window. Nate's always out. he's always tiptoeing that line, trying to find a loophole and like just try to get an edge over everybody. Um, but just not in a very uh, not a good morally. I feel like I'd, I'd be conflicted if I was him. Man, I tell you what, he is really taking this win by any means necessary uh, to heart. Yeah, he Nate, really wants. I don't know what's going. Like, I do. He, uh, I do respect. He's all in on Gator fantasy, and he's definitely like you know probably he's been very one of the more active people this year. Um, definitely, absolutely. definitely invested every Sunday. He was literally gutted last week um, <laughs> when, he, when he lost, and then the chat mug news really threw him over the edge. Um, <laughs> so hopefully he bounces back this week for for his own sake. But um, yeah, I hope so. It's but tough. but it's we tough, we have to keep fantasy's an eye tough. on Nate. Fantasy's tough. Nate, Nate might be the new dirty dog. I said it. <laughs> I said it. Nate is very sly. He's very sly. <laughs> He's the fox. Um, kind of lead our next question. Is Nate a cheater between uh, – oh, is, is that kind of what you're talking about just now? That's just what I meant. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 didn't know if I, didn't know if, I didn't know if you were going to dive in, but um, no. the Word document does say, if uh, is Nate a cheater? So. Well, um, I toned it down a little bit because looking <laughs> over the trade – I want some, P, some PC stuff, you know. Yeah, you know, I'm just trying to censor myself. Um, but um, biggest surprises this year, I'm going to go ahead and say, I mean, obviously Dylan yeah. defeated and just rolling, looking like a, a force to be reckoned with um, yeah. in the South Division. But also, Colin going 0-6, that's also crazy on the other side of the, the spectrum. I feel like he yeah. should have won a game at some point this year. Like, six games, you haven't won a game this year, that's tough. It's really um, astounding. Uh, it's really <laughs> hard to lose that many games in a row. And he's had some bad breaks because it's not like – Well, it's, I, I don't I know. Know. It's, 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 it's all injuries. Um, yeah. But he has he's some still good not pieces. scoring a whole lot, like, yeah. but he's getting torched. Like he has the most points scored against. Oh, easily. Easily. Easily, like by a lot. So, um, I mean, he'll, he can he'll... easily be like two and four right now. But, yeah, yeah he's he'll, get the, he'll get this break. one eventually. Yeah. Um... Also, I gotta say Porter being losing only one game this year—that's also a little um, pretty shocking. That, that first you week really we kind of wrote him off team. for like, okay, Porter's cheeks, yeah. and then he just you know rolls for five wins in a row. So the team isn't like it doesn't blow you away on paper, but it gets it done. It's it's interesting. Um, the other team that's kind of surprising to me, I think, w when everyone first drafted, we thought had a stud team was Keith. And he's kind of been underperforming, which is unfortunate. True. Also, he's, he's um, Keith and Deddy. Um, Deddy was about as high as in his draft as you could be. He was talking about, like, oh, stealing candy from a baby. Um, um, the shit's was easy. It? Well, I think uh, maybe it was another league he was talking about. But he, he felt great about his draft. I know that for a fact. Okay. Um, he thought he won the draft for sure. And okay. it's kind of – I think he's having that championship hangover right now. You hate to see it. Interesting. I, I thought I distinctly remember him – being like my draft sucks. Uh, maybe he's Joel the other, stole, maybe he's the other Joel spectrum. stole all my picks. But I also think but, that's uh, mind games. 
Oh, maybe. You, you know, think he was just like reverse psychology on it? He felt good about his draft. I know Diddy. Okay. Okay. Um, I mean, the man did like 900 mocks, so uh, he had to have something he wanted. <laughs> I think you get to a point where you just see too many mocks, and now you're just like, you're in your own head. Yeah. Um, I think he's got the I yips. Say, he's got the yips, but in fantasy. He's got the yips. <laughs> I will say um, the South is looking incredibly top heavy. Yeah, we're strong. Um, you got three of the top four, but also the bottom three teams. So um, I actually did the average of uh, rankings and also wins losses. And the North as a whole is better than the South. Um, but you guys are definitely top heavy. You don't need to, you know, I'm just talking about we have top three of the top four teams. I mean, I'm defending my division. <laughs> All I know um, is your boy left the North and now the South is like dominating. So uh, um, you're welcome. Listen, you guys, uh, it, there's going to be some turmoil once, you know, uh, someone wins a game. Actually, that might be a good thing to skip to. Uh, Colin, do you think he'll win a game this season? He, he's definitely going to win a game this year. Um, who does he play this week? I haven't even looked. Is it anybody uh, let me good? take a look. He's playing uh, like, Brett. Okay, that could go either way. Um, my could thing is, way. I don't know. I don't. I haven't really looked at his team as far as like, because his team is all injuries. So if he can get some guys back, Barkley's back. Barkley's back. Okay, that's but, huge. Um, that's huge. But it's also the Giants, and they're kind of ass. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. It's tough. I don't know. It's tough when... to tell. It's hard to tell. But he's he'll definitely win some games this year. It's 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 happening. It's just yeah. Um, I think the good thing for him is that he. I guess it depends on where he got Mahomes because if he got Mahomes in the fifth, but I don't, I don't think he did. I don't know. But I think it, he got him pretty uh, pretty late, didn't he? He got him later than expected, yeah. Because if he's able to get Barkley and Mahomes as keepers, that's pretty nice. Um, he's gonna he's gonna be all right next I mean, year. Diggs and he's is, got Hollywood Diggs Brown. Is Diggs is a beast. Um, yeah. Well, last week he was. Yeah, well, I think yeah. He'll, he'll definitely get some games. Uh, get some games. Man, I don't. Sure. Hopefully this I think week. He'll, I think he'll win four games. I'll give him four. I think, he's a, I think four games makes sense. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty, pretty much good. Halfway through the year, so yeah. I mean, uh, that means he's going. You like think he's going to win four of the next six or seven. Yeah, I think he can win four of the next. Yeah, four of the next eight. He'll go five hundred over the next uh, whatever amount of games. But um, yeah, it's just been uh, it's been quite the season. And I guess what are, what are your way too early playoff predictions? Um, what we'll are your thoughts? Um, I definitely think Nate wins the North. Um, uh, then, okay. Yeah, I mean five and one. He's looking pretty good. He's got eight eight hundred. He's got the most points for um, besides Dylan, obviously, by a pretty mm-hmm. pretty long margin. Um, and then I'm gonna say Dylan obviously wins the South. And then after that, I don't know. It could. It's way too early to tell um, who's gonna get mm-hmm. the uh, the the playing game in the the second seed. Okay. The, the seeds after that, but um, Porter's also obviously looking primed. I don't think I don't think my team's gonna sustain. I'm four and two. Uh, okay. I think I think my team's a fraud, but <laughs> we'll see. You're right. After okay. after me is a pretty big drop off on the uh, the South. <laughs> I just realized that we have a lot of we have one win with two teams right now combined. Yeah. So yeah, it's tough. It's tough. <laughs> So I don't really know after that, but I definitely think locks for the playoffs this year um, going to be, you know, Nate, Dylan, and Porter as of right now. Um, locks. That's a meat lock, too. It's serious. Ooh, it's that's like a, a meat lock. Yeah, meat <laughs> lock of the year. Um, I think, um, there's yeah. A lot of I, bubble, I there's just a lot of bubble teams. you got you, you know, there's Keith. Um, yeah. My team's trash. We know that. I think... Out of the South, I think I have the only I'm the only real threat right now. Um, yeah, I think. Um, Actually, did I, say I think Steven I think Nate and Dylan are locks. I think Nate and Dylan are locks. I think Porter's like a fringe lock. He's like, as long as everything, if the chips continue to follow fall his way, he'll be good. And yeah. then yeah, after that, it it really just depends on who gets hot. Like I could see almost anyone in the North right now. Yeah, making the playoffs. There's a lot of bubble then, teams. A lot of bubble teams. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll I, see. I think I think Luke's gonna make an interesting run. I really do. Yeah, he's one two. Um, I think yeah, he he'll have a little run. Porter's only got seven hundred eight points four, which isn't great for being five and one, for sure. Yeah. I definitely think he's had some luck with uh, who he's been playing, but 
Um, yeah. He's had the uh, third lowest points against, so yeah. he has had some had some luck yeah, there. Yeah, so we'll see. We will see. But um, I think locks for sure. Um, yeah, Dylan and Nate obviously, but I think I think Porter is going to keep it going. Five and one. I mean, that's uh, he's going to have to lose a lot of games to not at least be in the talk for, you know, the second seed. I guess we asked. You know, we asked the if Collins. Too. We asked if Collins going to win a game. Do we think Dylan's going to lose a game? Um, yeah, it'll, it'll, he'll have a bad week or something, you know, it doesn't, he'll, I think he'll lose one or two the rest of the year. Okay. If I had to, if I had to guess, I mean, he's gonna have to come back down to earth at some point. I will say for him, I think Austin Hooper has been just the most pleasant surprise. Um, he's the number one ranked tight end. He's gone 24, 22, 13, and 25 over the past four weeks. Yeah, having that tight end um, is always a uh, clutch. I mean, that's, yeah. that's definitely makes or break a, a team. Um, in a yep. champ- every championship team, I think we've gone through it, has had a, a solid X tight end that tight you can end. play every week. So. Yep, exactly. But that, but the, from where he got him, I think that's, I mean, value-wise, I'm pretty sure he got him very late. So Very, um, very late. I mean, the, yep. the stud tight ends obviously go off the board quick, but if you can find that, then, that um, gem at the end, you know, like Ebron last year kind of, um, guys that kind of go then, off. of course – he got Melvin Gordon as well, um, which was a, I guess, a bit of a steal. He foresaw that he was coming back. It has he hasn't balled out like he was supposed to yet, but I think that's soon soon to come. Yep. So um, yeah, half pretty much halfway through the year. I mean, it's it's been interesting for sure. We haven't had a ton of trades this year, which is a little surprising. I think that's going to start picking up. Um, don't we do we have a trade deadline or no? Is that do I remember? Um, let me take a look. I don't think we, I don't think we do. I thought, I, I think we had one before and then we, I feel like, um, I'm like, I don't really, I'm not really trading this year. I've, I've been hit up multiple times for trades. I feel like trades are definitely going to be happening, um, the next couple weeks as, um, as the playoff I, picture starts to, to clear up people trying to make a run. Yeah, I would agree. Um, but I, I think, think trade like number of trades, you've only had a, like a really a few that have been substantial. I mean, the only ones I remember, um, I know Emmanuel Sanders got traded. It was between Keith and Porter. How did that that turn out? I feel like they're both bums. Yeah, I got to check. And then, you know, Luke and I traded um, Ridley and – well, actually, that was a pretty good trade for Porter, I think. Um, He got Josh Jacobs for Emmanuel Sanders straight up. True. Um, Also breaking news, um, Keith has dropped Antonio Brown an hour ago, so. No kidding! Wow. And OJ Howard. And OJ Howard. I mean, that makes sense though. OJ Howard has done absolutely nothing this year, but yeah, not not really true. his fault. Um, also, uh, yeah, I traded Luke Calvin Ridley for Greg Olson, and then a pick was involved. Yeah, so we've only seen three trades this season, which yeah, is yeah, pretty surprising. I feel like last year or two years ago, I don't remember. There was like literally ten trades at like before this point, like week five. There was like everyone was uh abandoning ship and just blowing up their team. So including you, yeah. including you. Yeah. So. Hey, I almost, uh, I almost made the playoffs. So um, <laughs> we'll say that. I, I think guess... what's impacting trading is the dynasty factor. Yes. Uh, I know I'm more hesitant to trade because I understand the value of having someone on your team guaranteed on a roster spot for next year. So I'm, I, I think that has something to do with it big time. I agree. Um, but I guess and then the other thing, there are there is no trade deadline. To okay, perfect. So there'll, there'll be some trades flying at the end of the year. I feel like right now it's been it's been slow. Everyone's kind of holding steady with what they got. But I'm I'm not gonna lie. I've I've been hitting up people's lines and they've been hitting my line. So I we'll see. I'm sure just, there's a, yeah. there's a trade to be had. True, but everyone's like everyone's too high on everyone they got. So it's, nobody wants to budge. That's true. That's true. I feel good about my team. <laughs> In case you're wondering, uh, in case you're in wondering, case you're wondering. <laughs> I, I don't know if you asked or not, but I feel I, good about my team. Do you? You think you have the playoff run in you? I think I do. Yeah. Okay. You're yeah. You heard it here first. Everyone, I'm making I mean, the playoffs. I'm the opposite. My team is somehow we're four and two. I just don't think like we're we're just butt cheeks. Like we're just so bad, but I'm still winning. So I'm just gonna ride this. Uh, I'm just trying to get to. A, I'm just trying to get to a, a winning record. That's my goal this year. Hey, make it to the playing game and then shot. I, I definitely don't have a. I don't have a playoff or a. A championship team, I can tell you that much right now. But hopefully, we have a winning record right. team. You never know. You never know. You never know, but fuck, man. <laughs> Dorian. 
Um, all right, let's get to these uh, Ask the Pod questions. Um, we've got some interesting ones. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right off the bat, Jesus Christ. Yeah, let's start I don't know why Porter's – Porter, I think Porter's asked this multiple times. I feel like I've heard this question before, <laughs> right? Why is Porter um, infatuated with this? He's not even – no one's pregnant because, like, he's, his shit's gone. Yeah, he got – Well, not his nuts, it, but, like, so. yeah, he got the snip. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so would you bang your lady while she's pregnant? And if so, at what month in pregnancy do you stop if you stop? <laughs> um, so I actually researched this beforehand, obviously, because I want to come with some some straight facts, you know? Yeah, let's let's hit let's hit it with the meat medical corner. Um, <laughs> you said medical corner. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've, I've read that sex will not harm the baby at any stage during a typical pregnancy. So, um, yeah, I think you're good. The baby is protected by strong uterus muscles, amniotic fluid, and a mucus plug um, that develops around the cervix. So you're good, boys. Any point in the pregnancy, you're good. What's the uh, source there? Is that the Mayo Clinic? Uh, Mayo Clinic, yeah. Okay, excellent. Um, So that's that's what you want to hear. I don't know. uh, For me... um... But like from from a moral standpoint, I guess, or like from your own... You know, obviously from a biological standpoint, you're good, but like... In your head, are you going to be like, "Damn, I'm hitting this baby in the face"? Like, I don't know. <laughs> um, for me, uh, it's not really up to me. I don't know. I haven't. Damn. Uh... Her choice. Yeah. Also, I don't. I me don't too. Know. Movement. I, I'm not going to know until I'm in that position. So true. That's but... a that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Hey, make sure your pullout game strong. Anyway, I still don't know why Porter asked that. I really need to get to the bottom of it, but we'll just let yeah. it slide on to the next one. I um, think he likes. Uh, I think he just likes Gator Fantasy After Dark um, topics. I mean, Daddy, yeah. Daddy hit us where it hurts at the end of this shit. So yeah, let's. We'll I don't, figure know, that I, don't out. I think we might have to skip that. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, so what's your? Uh, so Porter has another question. What's your go-to cash rewards credit card? Um, you want to go ahead? Um, I. Actually, only have I've had my like Wells Fargo. It's just like the basic shit. I really need to get like a rewards credit card. Maybe I'm, I'm sticking something with miles um, for traveling. Yep. That's kind of yep. what. And even though I don't really travel that much, I feel like it's just good to have. Um, yeah. And I need to look into that. But uh, but it's been building credit on my Wells Fargo um, basic. Like, Ooh, nice. I think the interest rates the interest rate is like really low, um, and my credit score is good. So. There you go. That's all. That's all we got. But I do need to get like a mile. I don't know what Miles credit card everyone uses, but that's kind of okay. what I need to go for. Yeah. Um, well, so just credit in general, um, you want to have quite a few accounts and an extended credit history. If we're talking about credit score, um, that's important. So it's important to have some cards you don't even use. For me, the ones I use most frequently that I get the best rewards on. We have a, a Southwest credit card. Um, I have a Amex um, Ameradeals card, I think it's called, um, which actually gives you points based on amount of transactions in the billing cycle. So not necessarily how much you spend. So that's nice because if you use that for everything, you're getting all those transactions and getting a lot more points. Yeah. Um, and also, I want to get the Chase Sapphire Reserve. Um, heard that's a fantastic card uh, for points and travel perks and cashback stuff. Nice. Um, so that's my two cents. Okay. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Cool. Nate's got a – oh, and um, if I hit uh, 800 credit score, uh, the boys up here in Chicago are having a blackout party. Oh, damn. Uh, I'm, what are you at right now? I'm at, I'm at 794. Oh, damn. We're right on the cusp. I think I'm like so – I just looked. Right there. They upped my limit. I think I'm like 749 or something like that, 750. Okay. I mean, I That's when you start to see the growth. Yeah, yeah. They give me. They're up my limit. I'm ready to go to Vegas now. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> Get that credit utilization. Uh, will uh, Pete ever write another GFL article? Um, probably not. For being honest, I just think um, I'm kind of over it, and the expectations are too high. So I think I, the last one I wrote, Porter was just like, it wasn't as good. I was like, I put a lot of effort into that. You know, it's not what you want to hear. Um, I think the bars is too high. I think the hype is too much, yeah. and I'm not. I'm not going to do it. So there's your answer. Next Dang. question. Well, uh, well, hold on a second here. Next uh, question. Just want to let you know. Just want to let you know, Pete. You know, we appreciate all the work that you do. Uh, it's been a while since I've even dropped an article. I don't know why he keeps. It's been like years, literally. Well, you know, Nate. Just get over it. Why are you so obsessed with me, Nate? 
Well, <laughs> I think for a period of time, we kept asking him to write the article. I think he right? did write one. It was pretty good. I mean, I, I thought it was good. It's good content. Yeah. You know? That was nice going down memory lane the other day, just checking out the website. Oh, man. There's so much that. good shit on there. Um, there's, some, there's some gold. Okay. Um, Porter, uh, does Nate still have game? Uh, specifically talking about basketball. Um, I don't know. I feel like Nate's actually. I, for I know for a fact Nate's still playing basketball with like a work league or a rec league or yeah. something like that. So I think yeah. he's he's active. He's still uh, he's out there shooting. I think basketball is one of those sports you have to play like you have to play enough to be consistently good. You know what I mean? You can't just like pick up a ball like six months later and be like balling. Right, so right. I think he's been playing. So I'm pretty um, sure he's got some he's got some game left in him. Yeah, I, I like I, how you specified sure basketball he... and not like spitting game to girls or something. Like, thanks, thanks, Porter. <laughs> yeah, thanks for clarifying. Um, yeah, I mean, he's definitely not washed. I'm sure he's still a fan. I'm sure he's still a great player. Um, you, you know, you obviously get a little bit of rust not playing as frequently. Um, maybe lose a step too when you're not like as active, working out, and you know, yeah. as, as we were at one point. I, I know I'm not. Like, I'm not bad. I'm definitely not as good as I was, but... Um, I mean, basketball yeah, shape I'm... is a real thing, though. Like, running and jumping. Oh, yeah. And like, for sure. Like, if I played right now, I would probably be th dead the next day, so... It's a lot different. It's a lot different definitely. now. We're different now. Uh, we did skip over Nate's question. Will we have a live draft next year? Uh, oh, oops. We keep talking about this. I Logistically, I just don't think it's going to happen. I would be down. Um, but I think we, we need to tie it in with something going on like we can't just yeah. off, like there has to be some kind of uh maybe a holiday or i mean what like maybe a football game or something you know last year it was the we kind of like tied in the draft order with the gator game i think that was a good idea you know yeah i think yeah, if, I if think we're all together for an see... event then that then we can do the draft then that would make sense yeah yeah that's true i i agree with that also i think in terms of a live draft, um, we only yeah. It, it's the hardest part is just getting everybody there. I think I it's think a, I think it's impossible to get everyone there. But I yeah, think if we can get at least six or seven guys, that would be I feel like that would be sufficient, and then you can yeah, that would be pretty. Just go, do a hangout with everyone else, but yep. Um, so will we? Probably not. Yep. Um, will we be able to vote somewhere else besides Facebook in the next two years, Nate? Nate. Um, Nate's just taking a lot of shots at everybody and the league. I don't know how I feel about it, but I think we do need a we do need to reconsider some voting platforms. I feel like Facebook's a little outdated. Um, obviously, everyone's on Facebook, but you can still I'm see not. who voted for who. Like, there's no anonymous voting, and sure. I just like you can also change your vote. It's just uh, it's not ideal. I feel like we need like a straw poll or something like that, something anonymous, and you vote once and you're done. Now, if we really want to get into the future, um, I think we could get a free Slack. I don't know if you've used Slack before. I don't even know what that is, no. So Slack is like a um, workplace messenger tool, except it doesn't necessarily have to be for the workplace. You have like different channels. You can direct message people. So it would essentially be like if GroupMe mixed with texting mixed with polling like we could have all of it in one location um, so no group chat well i'm not suggesting we get rid of the group chat no gr it, no group me it would have right it would have the function of oh, group me okay but you have yeah. to pay for it no oh, no okay. not for a smaller company size so i think it depends on how many users okay I mean, I'll, I'll i'll do some research and, and put i'm together definitely uh, definitely interested in that but okay it's got an excellent application too, and you can search stuff. It's just way better. Um, it's just it's just excellent. Interesting. Um, will GFL participate in the Turkey Bowl this year? Uh, I think I'm off this Thanksgiving, so I will be in town if anybody wants to play. And then uh, post game Jodos, obviously. Dang, that sounds lovely. I cannot make it this year. Okay. Um, I will be. We haven't played here in a while. In Chicago. Yeah, if we do a Christmas game, I can do a Christmas game. I will be there for at least eight days, um, but uh, Thanksgiving is a no-go. Okay. I hope we do. I hope we get enough people together. But it's it's always that hard because be like, everyone's kind of spread out now, so it's like not everyone's home. And get your cleats out. Get tough. your gloves out. It's tough. Um, favorite pull get your cutters on. I don't know what Daddy was – I mean, I know where he was going, but I don't know if you meant it in the way we think. Favorite pull-out destination, pause. Um I'm just gonna go ahead and skip that. I don't really know what I don't know if I know what the 
Yeah, Daddy, if once you listen to this, give us some clarity on what you mean by pull out destination. Like pause, uh, and then like I, pause because it's gay, or like I don't, I'm confused. Yeah, I, we just need some clarity here. Um, happy to answer, but <laughs> just don't don't know where you're going. Very with vague, it. very vague. I don't know, like yeah. Um, I don't want to make assumptions. You know what they say about assuming. Who complains the most in Gator Fantasy? Um, obviously, just from these questions and historically this year, it's got to be Nate. Uh, I think he's taking that role. And taken it by the horns. Yeah, I think I think Nate is the most recent culprit. I think Dylan has the most historical complaining yes, under yes. his belt. Um, Porter did have an uptick once Stiggy became commissioner. Uh, <laughs> Colin Colin has had his fair share too when he's active. He's usually um, opinionated for sure. I think recently the recent memory it's got to be Nate though. Oh, definitely, I'd agree. So right now, Dylan right now, pick, yes, Dylan all time, but Nate is like up and coming star. <laughs> um, uh, most overrated, underrated GFL players, Dylan. Um, just, Porter thought Dylan, just, uh, Dylan was trying to bait him being underrated, but he's like undefeated right now. So I don't know how that, how, I don't know how he's underrated if you're undefeated. That makes no sense. I mean, refer to the metric. Porter's the only one in the hundred club. That's all I know. Jesus, um, I should have never made that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you created a monster. Um, created monster. Most overrated, probably Porter. <laughs> if I had to, like this, like right now, um, five and one oh, yeah, with the seven hundred points for. I, I don't yeah. know what we're like in general. Like I'm so confused. Um, yeah, if we're if we were to say this season, I'd probably say, I'd probably say, um, yeah, I'd probably say Porter and. Oof. Underrated. That's tough. It's hard to tell. It's Underrated. so early. Maybe, maybe yeah, Luke's, maybe Luke's team make a little run. Yeah, I think maybe Luke. Are you? Uh, St- I mean, Sticky's got a decent team. He's probably yeah. underrated. Yeah. Um, if we're yeah. talking all time, um, you can say I'm overrated. Um, oh, all time? Um, I don't think I'm overrated, but you know. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't. Um. You have a championship, oh, so. I've got two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who else? I think, you know, it's unfortunate. Steven has a lot of like, um, like clout to his name, but like lately, unfortunately he hasn't performed as well. True. Um, he knows that though. Yeah. I'd say Luke, I'd actually say Luke's pretty underrated. Like we always are like, Oh yeah, he's around, he's around, but like he always performs pretty well. So maybe he's underrated. Um, Oof, I don't know. Um, I think Stiggy's a little overrated. Sorry, Stiggs, but, you know, you haven't done a whole lot. <laughs> Dude, let's call <laughs> the man out. I'm, um, I'm just saying, like, if we're, if we're talking all time, uh, I don't know. Underrated's tough. Um, I don't know if anyone's underrated. I feel like everyone's pretty evenly. Yeah, I mean, evenly you either rated. win some championships or you don't. You make the playoffs or you don't. You know, it's not right. Like, no one's like, oh, shit. He sleep, he slept on every year and he didn't make the playoffs. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. The only one that I think would fit that mold might be Luke, where he's like he's just kind of forgotten about. But yeah, he but he's usually he usually well. has a good team. Yeah, he he shows yeah. up. Um, I mean, Dylan Dylan, if he continues this, he might be underrated. I don't know. Yep. And shoot, I mean, Daddy won a ship. I don't know. Maybe he's underrated. <laughs> who knows everybody's um, overrated so five Everyone's minutes with underrated. me I was going to talk about my Viagra experience but I feel like that was too long ago I don't really uh, want to get into it wait uh, what the Viagra remember I had the oh you did that anyways um, we're going <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk about this this parlay I hit last week uh, oh let's go yeah so I got $400 to my name in the uh, the old MyBookie account I think we do the $100 um, parlay chat parlay obviously yes um, and I think, I think we just go something, we, we either go a hundred dollar parlay or 50 and 50, like 50 one week, 50 another week. And okay. it's a, an insane parlay that probably is going to hit. But like, if we do hit, it's like 50 grand or something ridiculous. Okay. I'm absolutely down. So the key with that to ensure that we get those kind of odds, um, we got to go money lines on yes. underdogs, money lines on underdogs. Um, you got to pick some, some upsets, but we also got to get some sure things in there. I don't, I don't we'll figure it out, but, um, okay. the chat is going to get paid if, uh, we hit. I love so, it. Let's go. Let's so go. I want, I just, I just want everyone glued to the TV on the weekend. The problem is 
I don't want the parlay to die at like one o'clock or, you know, I mean, not one o'clock, but like, yeah, you don't want it to die early. And like, I, I want that late, that late game, like that late night, like, oh shit, we could hit. So I've thought about that. What I've been doing is doing a one o'clock parlay and then a late game. Oh, parlay. Mm. So that way, if we don't intermingle the first one busts, I still got the opportunity. Like I'm looking forward to later in the day. Okay. So maybe that's an option. Um, the other thing I will say, um, your boy, uh, I think I was telling you guys when I was at the casino, I put in some parlays. Um, uh, I hit a couple, but they were tiny ones. But hey, I hit. So I've, I'm still down. But man, I tell you what, once we hit, everyone's getting a bowling ball. Um, everyone's, uh, everyone's getting paid. Okay. I love it. Oh, did you see that? By the way, did you see the guy who went like 19 for 20 on a parlay and his last one was the Monday night game of uh, Bears Redskins and he took the Redskins money line? Um, yes, I heard about that. Yeah, he could have won like $450,000. Damn. And he, and he it. took the Redskins. What an idiot. <laughs> All right. So what's the so what's so what else is there any more with the five minutes with me? I think that's it. I think that's it. I think we're done. Unless I have you anything else to add. We'll see you guys in a year. All right. Now we'll do another pod soon. That's a meat promise. Another meat promise. Okay. All right, Joel. Go ahead. Go ahead and lock that one in. All right. Signing off, everybody.